Welcome in, Iowa Hawkeye fans, to another episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. I'm Luke Myers. Joey and Stan are here, as always. Iowa had the whole world, the whole Big Ten West in their hands, and they just absolutely shit the bed against Minnesota this weekend. There is a lot to get into about the game. None of it good, but initial thoughts. Uh, I don't even really know where to begin at, at this point with this team. I mean, I know everybody's going to want to talk about the punt return that was not. And yeah, it was a hose job. That's a whole entire, you know, you can do a, a whole podcast of discussion just on that issue. And yeah, it fucking sucks because it was such a great moment and it got taken from us. We made our bed to that point into it and now we gotta we have to lay in it because this offense and the way that this team is is just such a joke i i don't know i we've we've talked about it at length and everybody thought things were gonna get better this year and somehow we've managed to regress even further and it's just you know that nothing is going to change at this point. Like, there is not a, a you flip the switch and all of a sudden we know how to play offense or our schemes are all of a sudden not terrible. I just, I don't know. We lost that game because we've allowed ourselves to become complacent to the point on the offensive side of the ball that you still lose when you only give up 12 points because you're only capable of scoring 10. I just don't know what even more to say about it at this point. I, so we actually started the game pretty well offensively. We threatened, like on the first drive, we, that we didn't score a touchdown on that drive, I believe, but we got a field goal. Um, we had like 90 yards or 70 yards of offense after the first quarter. That was yeah. good. No problem with that. And then the second second half hit, and I believe we had negative nine rushing yards in the second half to and to go along with two overall yards. Yeah, well, I think we rushed for 16 yards for the entire game. I mean, ever it's not like specifically even just this season. There was basically nowhere for our offense to regress in like a week-to-week type of situation because they haven't been good enough at literally any facet of the offensive side of the ball to get meaningfully worse at it. But the run game took the... uh, You can't even say a step back. They jumped backwards in their performance. It It was incompetent. They were totally just manhandled, unable to do anything. And when you know what our passing game already looks like, if your running game decides to just not even show up, what are we even supposed to do? What can we do at this point? And I would like to point out in the first quarter, we I think it was the first drive, we got it like first and goal from the eight, and we couldn't get a touchdown. Instead, we came away with a field goal, and we lost 12 to 10. So that's like that's just an example of like four easy points that just have to be capitalized on. And yeah, I, and I, I there's obviously a huge portion of the fan base who is just pissed off out of their minds about the kick, the the punt, and rightfully so. Like I was upset too in the moment. But then you look back and you total 127 yards of offense against a not great Minnesota team. It's just yeah. so like I felt cheated that I couldn't be pissed off as pissed off as everybody else was. Yeah, like if you want to pin that game on that punt being called back and that's what you're the most pissed off about. I'm not going to blame anybody that wants to feel that way because it does feel like we were cheated out of a win. And in the moment, and maybe even for the first couple days afterwards, I was pissed off about it. But the more that I sit here and reflect about that game and this season, 
it just feels like that's one of those waterfall moments where all of what we were doing wrong just kind of caught up at once. And it was the result that everybody that's not Iowa fans was expecting to happen for a while now. Everybody knew that we weren't playing sustainable football, but we were managing to win. And winning is the cure-all for everything. You can mask your terrible offensive performance and, you know, say, oh, well, the defense and the special teams are great and start, you know, and win these games in close fashion every week. And you can, it gives you the ability to ignore the elephant in the room. But guess what? The elephant was still in the room and sometimes it makes its presence known. And that's what this Iowa offense did against Minnesota. And I think we're, we just rely so, so much on the defense and special teams that when you make some mistakes, they don't even have to be huge mistakes, but some mistakes, that's the result that you get. We turned the ball over three times. One of the times directly, it, you know, Deacon Hill fumbled it at like our, or the Minnesota 25 or whatever. The defense held and only gave up a field goal. That field goal was the difference in the game. It took it from a 9-10 to 10 game to a 12-10. to 10. Our margin for error has been so tiny all season long that something like this was bound to happen. And I got to say, is Joey Labis just, like, out there murdering people in practice? Like, literally out there with a gun shooting players during practice that this staff has such little faith in him that they won't put him in? Because I get you know, they say, oh, well, we see in practice, and we he's turning it over in practice. I don't give a shit. Let, or Deacon Hill has got six turnovers since he's been a starter. His completion percentage is like 33%. I know that we kind of did the same thing last year when Petrus wasn't playing good and everybody was like, you got to put in uh, Padilla. You got to put in Padilla. And then we put him in, and it wasn't any better. But it can't hurt at this point, right? Like, you could live with Deacon Hill being as ineffective as he was at quarterback to begin with, as long as he wasn't turning over the ball. He had three turnovers against Minnesota. He fumbled it twice in bad fashion and then threw a terrible interception that sealed the fate of the game. What are we doing? Yeah, see, I'm... I'm over blaming the quarterbacks. However, I agree. What does it hurt to see Labus? Um, plus, we can call him Labias then. That'd be kind yeah, of funny. Well, yeah, and I, I want to be clear. My, my point there was not to put the blame on Deacon Hill because it's the whole offense, and I think the offensive, specifically the quarterback coaching, is not there. But why are we not at least trying something different when we see the results that we're currently getting out of him? Yeah, um, just for reference, so far this year, Deacon has thrown at about a 38% clip, two touchdowns, three interceptions, 61 yards per game, and how how far do you think his average attempt travels? 3.7 yards. I feel like it's probably skewed because he throws a bunch of like two-yard passes, but then every once in a while also overthrows a ball like a deep ball like 15 yards over a guy's head 40 yards down the field so it's probably under six though 4.4 yeah i was a lot closer than i thought i was gonna be that is so bad and that's on play calling i mean it's could 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 deacon afford to maybe lose 20 pounds and get a little more light on his feet sure but couldn't we all? <laughs> yeah, like if if that's what. Uh, See, okay, I'll I'll give my two cents about the game now. Um, as you guys know, I'm sort of a casual football fan. Call me a fair weather fan if you want, but if they're if they're out there killing it, I'll be tuned and I'll be locked in. But even though they were five or six and one, whatever they were this year. I felt that they did not deserve my undivided attention at any point in the season. So I never made it. I have not to this point made it a point to sit down and make sure I'm watching the game because they're a dog shit team. 
Um, so honestly, I wasn't even watching when the Cooper play happened. I was in the backyard and I heard everybody going nuts in the garage. <laughs> so I came in, and I because the team is so bad. Like I, I, I found myself caring about that far less than everybody else, because say say Cooper does score that touchdown. What are we seven and one right now? Yeah, we're a, we're a horrible seven one team. What's to be excited about that? Like it's a false sense of excitement. So I wasn't even mad. I just I hate I hate refs to begin <laughs> with. So I was more mad that that call was overturned than the fact that we lost the game. I don't know if that makes sense, but like the fact that they got a call that wrong, which technically isn't wrong, but it is a it is a bad call. If it would have been called a fair catch on the field and blown dead, or you know like if he was halfway to the end zone and it was blown dead. And then, you know, whatever. But the fact that somebody, seemingly somebody that wasn't there, made the decision to overturn that call when there wasn't, there was not even a a signal, nothing made on the field. That drives me, that pisses me off. There's a, there's a huge problem with officiating in most sports. Um, But yeah, and then you find out that this, this is the same ref that's fucked us in the past and i believe was it michigan or something like that recently it was western michigan a couple years ago the the ref actually got suspended for a couple games for like misapplication of rules uh to me i think the most frustrating part about that call is the way that it went down if cooper had caught that ball in the middle of the field and was never near the sideline that play never gets reviewed. It went under review because they were checking to see if he stepped out. That's why. That's the only reason it got reviewed. You don't review for a, a potential what, an invalid fair catch signal, which if you watch football every single week on a punt return, the guy that's back there will wave off his guys if he thinks the ball is going to bounce and he's trying to get him out of the way. If that happens square smack dab in the middle of the field and he takes it back to the house for the touchdown, that play doesn't get reviewed. And so that's what pisses me off the most about it is that he really was never even that close to stepping out of bounds. But if it had not been along the sideline to begin with, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. It just feels like it it got reviewed for a reason that feels legitimate, and then has this stain of illegitimateness put over it because of what happened afterwards. And if this happening, the, the, the play happening and the call being what it was, benefits the Ferences so much, because if it didn't happen, we would just be talking about how miserable everything is. Yeah. It still definitely gives them a scapegoat. I also think that, and I assume the final say has to come from Kirk on this, it is so unbelievably soft of him to not allow media availability for the coordinators during the bye week, which is something that they've done basically throughout the course of Kirk's entire tenure. And he knows it's because the screws are going to be placed on Brian and all the questions are going to be about the offense and everything is going to be how do you have this amazing special teams and this amazing defense and then still allow that to happen to then today have media availability for players to throw out your 18 to 23 year olds to face questions but not putting your coaching staff out there that's making you know 800,000 close to a million dollars a year when they're the ones that this ultimately comes back to, I think is so soft and it's just like so indicative of the fact that they know what the questions are going to be and they just don't want to have to face somebody to answer for them. Yeah, it, yeah. it's embarrassing. There's not a lot. Iowa on a national level does not have a lot um, going for us right now in the media. I mean, <sighs> Honestly, I guess maybe the the punt call. Nobody thought, everybody was on Iowa's side for that. Yeah. But this so that it maybe was a good thing in that regard. But that's not really a great consolation prize. Uh, but hey, touchdown or not on that play, that's the under, thirty and a half. 
<laughs> would we have lost it if the touchdown? No, no, no. We still would have hit the under. I'm pretty Uh-oh. sure. Oh, it, you were well, saying, here's the thing. Yeah, so yeah, okay. if we, we score to take the lead, that gives Minnesota the opportunity with a little over a minute and a half left they to go and kick a field goal. A touchdown. Or the way that the defense was playing, they were not going to do that. Okay. Well, do we think that the over-under will be – Lower versus Northwestern. It's going to be at Wrigley. It's going to be at. Uh, it's probably not going to be at favorable scoring conditions. I don't I think, think so. I think. Uh, I think it might match the total. I for it to actually get into the twenties. I I think that objectively Northwestern is a worse program than Minnesota is. But I are they so bad that our offense is going to benefit from that and score more? I don't think that there's a defense or a team in the nation that's so bad that it benefits our offense. I think I think I'm going to take it upon myself to look up scoring averages on games played at baseball stadiums. There you go. It's probably skewed pretty low because like the only game that I know that's consistently played in a baseball stadium is the Pinstripe Bowl, which is played on a baseball stadium in New York in like the middle of January. St. Thomas always plays one at Target Field. Ah, do they? Mm-hmm. Fenway usually has one, but I don't know what research. Yeah. That'll be um, my one bit of research for the year for the podcast. Wow, look at you. Other than, of course, a famous alumni. <laughs> All right. So, here's how correct. So technically, I don't know, have Minnesota and Wisconsin played yet? No. Okay, so technically, the winner of that game, as long as... If if Wisconsin were to be, beat Ohio State and was Minnesota won out, Minnesota would win the Big Ten West at this point in time. Yeah, I... Neither I, of those things are happening. Yeah, Iowa doesn't control their own destiny anymore, but they still have a pretty clear path towards making it to the Big Ten championship game. And I've said this, you know, last year, I'll say it again this year. We all know what the result of a potential Big Ten championship game looks like. It looks like Penn State this year. It looks like Michigan two years ago. But especially in this year's Big Ten West, it's better to get there and get your socks beat off than it is to not make it at all. Is If they do make it, Iowa travels fucking awesome for away games. I can't imagine too many people I know wanting to go to that game. I know plenty of Iowa fans who would still go. Yeah. But, I think you just but, go for the experience, not because you know that you're going to – like you know the but end I mean, like, result of what that game even, is going to be. Even in 21, was it, when we made it? Against Michigan, we were pretty big dogs, I think. But there was certainly more optimism it was around the team more, at that point in time. Way than more optimism. Now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I will certainly not be going back this year if I make it. You know, I won't either. But if I'd go, it'd just be for the trip. I would make literally no effort yeah. to go to the I, game. I, nothing like, I, I nothing would like not, a trip to I would not spend a hundred something dollars on a ticket to go to the game. I'd go to a bar. No. But, I'd like regardless I, I'm not going anyway so it doesn't matter. All right. So, let's just for fun cuz right now I was 6 and 2 at Northwestern. I, I actually it's at the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> I have a difficult time saying with any confidence that there's a game that Iowa should win at this point. But if we lose to this year's Northwestern team, then the rat, the season spirals real fast. Like it, we could lose out if we lose to Northwestern. What? I honestly believe that. Is it uh, Northwestern Illinois? Rutgers, no, Rutgers, Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. So I think Rutgers and going, Illinois are flipped. Going into last week, I was saying there's no way they were going to win out. I said they'd fuck up against somebody. Yeah. That certainly didn't take too long. <laughs> um, but now I could see it. I, I could somehow see it. We're cruising, 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 and then it would just be the perfect ending to this Nebraska season. Nebraska again. Nebraska fuck us at the end. Yeah, well, perfect. I mean, Rutgers is six and two. Nebraska's four and three. Illinois just beat Wisconsin. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, it'd be like it'd be like icing on the cake for how this whole season has gone if we just catch a hot streak, beat these teams that are get, sort of yeah. get you know a little better. And then just collapse. Yeah, get ourselves into a situation where all we have to do is beat Nebraska to make it to the Big Ten championship game for the second year in a row, and then lay a dud again. So yeah, football is an absolute blast this season. Yeah, uh, I have some just like 
this is not this season specific, but long term out. What are you doing? You're just biting your arm fat. What the fuck? Mmm. <laughs> rough. I, sorry. Uh, long term, big picture here. What do you want slash expect from this Iowa team after this season finishes? I'm not talking about a bowl game, potential Big Ten championship, whatever. I'm Once this season is officially done, when Iowa plays their last game this year, what do we want to happen to this team moving forward? Because I've, I've thought about this a lot to myself, and my honest-to-God hope for this football team at this point in time is that Kirk hangs them up after the end of this season because we've seen enough over the past couple years to know that it is his belief that execution is the thing that's holding this Iowa offense back. It's not the scheme. It's not the play calling. It's not the players. Time and time again, he comes out there and he says, we're not executing well enough as an excuse for why we're not getting better. So even Brian is done after the season. There's no chance that he can be brought back. But if Kirk stays around, do we really think that he's bringing in an offensive coordinator that's going to in any meaningful way change how this offense operates? And we all know that's what's holding this team back from being great. I don't think that he will make the changes necessary and we'll just kind of keep slipping back a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And so I would like him. He deserves to go out whenever Kirk, however he wants to, whenever he wants to. He has earned that right. I just hope that he can see what's going on right now and see the changing Big Ten landscape next year and decide to hang him up and give the reins to somebody else and call it a great 24-year ride. So what do I think is going to happen, or what do I want to happen? Both, either, I don't know, just opinions. I would agree with you of what I want to happen. I think, here's what I think is going to happen. Over the last handful of years, we've gotten a new president at the university, and we've gotten a new interim athletic director. I think they recognize that we're kind of I mean we've never been the laugh, laughing stock of college football but we are this year I would I, you could make an argument that we were there last year as well, well you, okay yeah <laughs> so back to back <laughs> um, I could uh, see those two so cleaning house and well and we know that Beth is not afraid to at least um, entertain change with what she's has the plans that they're discussing for the student section at Carver and such. Yeah. So I I just don't see the university, even though, you know, Beth is hopefully she becomes the full time. She's interim right now, which especially makes that position like puts her in a difficult spot because let's say by the end of this football season they have not made an announcement as to whether or not she or somebody different becomes the new full-time permanent athletic director. There's no way in which an interim athletic director fires your 24-year tenured football head coach that's beloved by the fan base. That's not happening. Even if she is the full-time head coach, or head coach AD, I just don't see a situation in which the university would fire Kirk because... Unless the bottom entirely falls out this year, we don't win another game the rest of the way. That'd still be a six-win season that's bowl eligible. That's hardly enough to warrant firing your head coach. I just, I don't foresee that as being a possibility. If you want to be great, you, a six-win six season with the worst offense in football, that would get you fired at 90% of the Power 5 schools. I... And with you on that 100%, that's not Iowa, though. And as much as we as fans like to think differently, and especially if you take wrestling out of the equation, we almost never aspire to be great. We aspire to play in a decent bowl game, to just make the NCAA tournament. Those are the markers of success for most of the fan base, and I'm sure for the administration here as well. 
Would it be great to fly banners? Yes. We don't have the type of history or expectations of greatness on a year-in, year-out basis. Yeah, the, the offensive coordinator would have been fired eons ago at any other school. A head coach puts together a team like this on multiple seasons with an offense like this, and you know you don't make your conference championship or only an all-right bowl, that probably gets you fired at a lot of other schools. Iowa isn't those types of other schools, though. There's no way Kirk Ferentz gets fired. No way. At least not it, this. It wouldn't be publicly said like that. <clears throat> it would be... It it would be him retiring, but it would be a, a behind the doors firing. Yeah, I just I want him to just go out somewhat. Not not he's obviously not on top right now, but if this persists for another couple seasons, he's gonna leave with such a poor taste in people's mouth that it's going to kind of tarnish his legacy for a little while. And then there will be, you know, there will be a big gap, and then after long enough, people will come back around, they'll think about the great teams and how he had such a long-continued run of success. Further down the road, everybody will appreciate him. But right now, there's a a chance that he's alienating a sizable portion of this fan base. Um, all right. Any other football notes? Otherwise, we'll get to our draft. Not football notes, but um, I saw this earlier on Twitter. Kind of cool. Both Keegan and Chris are playing tonight in the NBA for the first time ever. So Nice. Hopefully, Chris sticks and, out a little bit, kind of like Keegan did. I'm, hopefully, yeah, I, uh, I, Keegan's going to have a huge year. Hopefully. Well, no, he is. Okay. He's stud. Should we look him up, MVP odds? I doubt that you can even get odds on his MVP. No, but I don't know. Kings are fun to watch. I'd be I'd be interested to see the numbers on like like NBA League Pass. Who's watching Kings games? Because I I'm sure they have a pretty large contingent of people watching in Iowa. And I'm, I don't know. It's kind of cool. They got a nice, fun young team. So yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm not really I'm not an NBA fan in the sense that. Like, I have a team that I follow. I'll, I'll watch it if the games are on. I think it's enjoyable to watch. I'm just not a diehard fan of any specific team. But I made a point to watch Kings games last year if they were on TV because I wanted to watch Keegan play. But that's the worst. West Coast is the worst time zone. Oh, it's terrible. It's atrocious. Oh, no, it's the best. Because you can just put it on. Uh, Stan doesn't have a TV in his room, but you can just throw up a game while you're laying in bed, fall asleep, set the sleep timer, fucking... Yeah, but if you actually want to watch the game... Oh, well... <laughs> yeah, then... like for baseball, too? So, my Fubo... Um, our Fubo subscription is expiring on November 4th because it fucking sucks. But I just discovered last night that TNT isn't even on there. One of the basic, like, I would call it founding father channels of <clears throat> basic cable yeah. is not available on Fubo, which claims to have... Like, a great sports, you know. Yeah, Fubo is trash. I would not recommend it to anybody. I would not. The only reason I had it is so we could watch the Minnesota Twins and, and the Cubs. Cubs. Um, and that's over, so. Yeah. Uzu, baby. What? Uzu. I, I would do Uzu if there was an app. Yeah, but if they had a Roku app, that'd be so much nicer. There, there was. I, like, two or three years ago, I first found out about Uzu. I downloaded the app, was watching it on the fucking TV, and then... I don't know what happened, but the app got removed and it hasn't been back since. Probably because it's illegal. Probably it's easier to fly under the radar when you don't have a Roku app. Yeah, that's true. I, I, there's, I don't know how At it's this still point, able to. If it was illegal, yeah, people. It's obviously known about enough that people, some, somebody should have done something about it. But I just have no clue how that can actually be legal. They have everything. They give me everything, and what does it cost? A hundred dollars for a whole year. One hundred thirty bucks a year, and you get NHL, NFL, NBA, MLB, and then you get like, and then you, you get a bunch of local like, channels, like TBS, and, yeah, and there's just like all the ESPN, all the Fox, all the Big Ten, all the there's ACC. a channel that just plays nonstop cricket games. Yeah, I don't. It get is it. great. Okay. All right, we get into our draft. Yep. Yeah. All right, so we're drafting things we be- stupid things we believed as kids, and I went first last week. I believe kids just used to believe 
at some point. Oh, yeah. I, some of mine aren't even as kids. Yeah. Oh, that's it's, all right. Th- th- things I can't believe you believed at one point yeah. or something like that. All right. Okay. So what's the order here? I'm first. I'm last. Okay, so that makes me second. Yep. How many okay. are we doing? I got enough for four unless some get taken. Yeah, I can do four. Yeah, I could probably do four, too. Okay. I don't think that there's going to be a whole lot of crossover on this one. All right. Well, I think I'm the, the one I'm taking 1-1, one, one, I'm sure there would be crossover on. Um, so that's why I'm taking it first. I don't think it's my best one. Okay. But um, when you were little and your parents told you you couldn't have the light on in the car <laughs> because they'd get pulled, pulled over. Yeah. Uh, come to find out, as a driver now myself, that's just fucking annoying. And that's why they told you that. Because <laughs> you were terrified of the cops as a six-year-old. Yeah. And you didn't want your parents to go to jail, so I wasn't fucking around turning that light on after I heard that information. But yeah, that's fair. What a bogus lie that was. <laughs> yeah, and every and like it was not anything that was ever discussed amongst no. people. But everybody's parents told it. Them it that. was the same experience across the board. <laughs> I bet there's parents that actually believe it still. Oh, I'm sure. Maybe. Real, yeah. Yeah. Dumb people. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening to this and you believe that. Yeah. Oh. It's not illegal. I hate, to ruin, yeah, yeah. I hate to ruin it for you. Are we sure it's not illegal? It's not illegal. There's no way. It's not illegal. If somebody can have headlights on their truck that make me like become see-through when they fucking hit me, the, the light inside of my car is certainly I mean, not illegal. It. For what reason would that be illegal? Yeah, I don't know. It maybe like impairs your nighttime driving sight. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one, though. <laughs> All right, uh, for... <laughs> My first pick here, I'm going to go with, uh, there were, uh, horny single MILFs in my area. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Lonely, lonely Asian MILF in Durango. Oh, you sure about that? In Luxembourg? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, that's a bonk. That is, that is a classic one that I think everybody understands. Yeah. At least every guy out there. That's a mistake you only make once. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. I'm going to go with when you were younger and you took, like, the D.A.R.E. class and said you'd never smoke or drink. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's it. That is a good one. <laughs> Sixth grade Austin was convinced that a cigarette was never touching his lips. And, and little did you know, all it took was three bush lights. <laughs> oh, um, that is fun. And then <clears throat> this one, this one's a little strange. But when you're standing, when you were standing on a dock when you were little and looking out at the lake. And it it felt like you were floating away. It's kind of a distinct yeah. one. I, that's, I think that's more of just like an optical illusion than something that like you actually believe. Unless you actually thought. No, yeah, but like when you're a kid, you might be. Oh my god. <laughs> Similar to laying on your back and looking at the water tower and thinking that it's falling over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um. I believed that quicksand was going to be a much bigger problem that I was going to run to it and run into in my life. Uh, and I have never once been in a situation where quicksand was an issue for me. I agree. I was terrified of quicksand. Yeah. And to, uh, kind of to that same point, um, sinkholes. Yeah. I've always been pretty deathly afraid of sinkholes for no fucking, I, I like have like recurring nightmares about my house falling into a sinkhole. For some reason. Um, All right, you got two here, Joey. Okay, this is this this one. So I was a fat ass when I was in high school. I, I was actually at one point weighed 275 pounds. And on multiple occasions, I either saw on the online or heard from somebody that for every 10 pounds you lose, your, your penis would grow an inch or it would be an inch longer. <laughs> and uh, I at one point lost 75 pounds. <laughs> I was all the way down to 200, and I can confirm to you that I was not running around with a nine and a half inch cock. Okay, so I think I know how that one works. (laughs) I think Luke totally missed the joke that was in there. What'd you say? I said, at one point I lost 75 pounds, 
And at no point was I running around with a nine and nine and a half inch cock. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, I, I understand how it works though. Like well, yeah, stomach well, I mean, gets you smaller, just, so yeah, it just it obviously if you lose that much weight, you you see more of your dick. You see, you yes. just see more. You're, yeah, but it's not it's not a it's not a one inch to ten pound ratio. No, no, it's just you're skinning <laughs> up. Otherwise, you I have less fat on you. <laughs> That's a good one though. Podcast at Iowa Athletics currently. Uh, all right, I'd who's be, up? I'd be uh, bending over some. Um, Bust the Asian milfs in my area. <laughs> okay. Uh, for the longest time, I would not step on any crack in the sidewalk. Because I was, I was terrified it was going to injure my mother. Yeah. I think uh, you probably watched too much uh, Fairly Odd Parents. Wasn't there an episode where that was happening? I don't know, but I legitimately like remember when I was very young. I don't know if I actually believed that it would break. I I, I don't think I believed it would break my mother's something back. something bad was going to happen? But I was not about to step on a fucking crack. We're going to risk it. I would. You did over. not believe that. I'm saying I don't know if I believed it, but I didn't step didn't on it. I would avoid cracks. <laughs> I wasn't. I'm not, I, look, I wasn't gonna risk it. Mom, I didn't want to put mom through that if it were to be real. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna chalk my next one up to just maybe one of the, like the most successful marketing campaigns of all time. But I used to think that the Ferrero Rocher candies were like the most like the epitome of luxury, like the most expensive thing in the world. And then turns out, no, you usually buy them in like the fucking checkout aisle at the grocery store. (laughs) But I thought those things must have been like so expensive, like only the richest of the rich were eating them. And they're they're not bad. They're pretty cheap. Yeah, they are. They're good. Did anybody else? I was convinced that it was like... It was it was the candy of the high class. That's just great marketing. Yeah, and in that same vein, kind of uh, uh, TV dinners. I always thought that was something that like rich people did. Like mm-hmm. I used to think when we were younger and mom busted out the TV dinners and let us eat in the living room. I used to think we were now high class. What were the ones that came in the blue tray and usually had a little brownie in the corner? Kids cuisine. Ah, yeah, those were the best. We weren't that fancy though, Joey, for the kid cuisines. No, I, I mean it was a treat every once in a while. Yeah. The freezer wasn't stocked with kid cuisines. <laughs> so, kind of same along that is like hot pockets. Oh, I think now we're yeah. Barb's always got hot pockets on hand these days. I haven't. I have not had a hot pocket in some time. They're good. Oh yeah. <clears throat> uh, Pepperoni or ham and cheese. Uh, curveball, meatball, and mozzarella. I, th- I don't think I've ever had that kind. I thought you were going to say the Philly steak one. I like, I'll probably, ooh, that's a tough one. I was always a big Schwann's pepperoni hot pocket guy. Shout out, Fred. He wasn't even our guy. No. (laughs) But I know. Larry was. Oh, okay. Is it my turn? Yep. You got two. Yep. Um... Okay, so that someone was chasing you up the stairs. Mm. Uh, I no, no 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 that's true. Yeah, that still happens. The the night spirits will. Okay, grab good. You by I always I always have my head turned a little bit when I go up the stairs at night. Still. Oh yeah, I don't especially in a house that I'm like this house I live in now. I haven't been here that long. I don't know what's gone down here. <laughs> been here for two plus years. <laughs> Yep, that feels like a universal one. Yeah. Even if you don't admit it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Luke. Yeah, you got another one. Um. Okay, so when you were younger and you were like playing video games with your cousin who was older than you, you know, and they would pretend like you were playing, so they'd give you a controller and like plug it into a drawer or something. Yeah. And you believed you were playing. Yeah. I've yeah, I've actually distinctly remember doing that to our younger cousins as the older <laughs> cousin. It's just a phase in life you go through, but yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, last one here. Um, 
that like every at each stage in your life the group of people that are kind of like the next ones older than you have it all figured out so like if you were in middle school it was like the eighth graders and then high school when you were in college when you're in college it's people that are graduated or whatever at each step there i was like man the people that are older than me must know what the hell they're doing or have their shit figured out and each time i've got into that like age group I've realized I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. And I just keep thinking, well, the next, you know, when I'm 30, obviously I'll have stuff figured out. And then I talk to my cousins or, you know, relatives or friends that are in their 30s. And they're like, yeah, I'm, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I think that's just a myth all the time. Everybody's just kind of running around with their head on fire trying to get through life as best as they can. Yeah, nobody knows what they're doing. This is my last one, right? Last yep. pick? Hey, did we successfully make it through we, the snake yes, draft? We navigated the, the snake. order. Didn't even have to question right. it. Let's, Good job. Let's celebrate our W's when we, when we have them. Um, this one is in high school. For some reason, it seems like specifically high school English teachers, they're, uh, they always say, this is not going to fly in college. <laughs> Your professors in college won't allow this. Uh, you know, if this is incited this way, you they made it seem like you'd be fucking expelled or kicked mm-hmm. out of class when in reality you get to class fucking teachers vaping he's like i don't give a shit you know what you do because you're paying to be there yeah that that was one thing that was like they way over prepared you for college in that regard but they way under prepared you for college and life in many other regards <laughs> in high school or the fact that every teacher said something along the lines of you're going to need to know how to format an MLA and APA in Chicago style because your professors are going to be super particular, blah, blah, blah. I'm telling you right now, I wrote every single paper that I ever turned in in college in the exact same style, and I never once got feedback on it that I had like cited my sources in the wrong way. That and in in high school, like you always had to do like block quotes and like these long citations. I don't recall ever actually having to do any of shit, that shit one time in college. I would, uh, yeah, I I was going to put something about teachers just in general, but I didn't. <laughs> I, I would love, nothing would please me more than to just call out a few teachers that gave me so much shit when I was younger, and now look at me. I, fuck, I write for a living. He's hosting a podcast with over 100 listeners. Yeah. Oh, Literally suffer. tens of people will listen to this. Ah, uh, there's some teachers... One in particular I'd like to go back and punch right in the cocksucker. But, yeah. I'll tell you guys after. I've, I've, I've got a guess. Yeah. We're not saying it. No. Okay. Uh, any honorable mentions? I just got one, and it was the eleven eleven wish. Oh, Similar yeah. to the birthday wish, I guess. I don't know how many times I made an eleven eleven wish without it coming true before I caught on that, you know... This is not a real thing. <laughs> because there's that hope. Which enough times. There's the hope that it's there. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I, I, I still might from time to time. If I see I'm having a bad day, see 11-11, it's worth a shot. Yeah. Can't hurt, right? I mean, who can prove that it's not? Exactly. You can't. Right. Uh, I had on my list that Iowa was going to have a competent offense this year. Uh, yeah, I thought about putting something <laughs> like that. But I actually didn't have a, that hope. I did. I thought Cade was going to change things. I was dumb. Is that it, Stin? Uh, yeah, that was the only other thing on my list. Oh, I got a bunch, and then an interesting question to propose. Oh, this so, is going to be conspiracy theory at the end, for so sure. Certain foods, like, obviously, younger kids are picky eaters. Like, that it was just not, it didn't taste good, but as you got older, like cheeseburgers with everything on it nachos with everything on it significantly better oh yeah i was for sure that child i just assumed that i didn't or wouldn't enjoy something based on the way that it looked and then as i got older and you know started trying things i realized i was just missing out on a whole bunch of really good tasting food for no reason all right um next honorable mention eventually that one of my teams would win a championship (laughs) yeah yeah uh, next that's one. The, that's the ultimate. You can hold out hope for it, though. Yeah, or I could be a Cubs fan and wait. A hun- you could live a hundred-year-long life and just never see a win. 
That's so, 105, and you can the, still not see it. The idea of that haunts me. Yeah, I would... Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, Next one. Brian Ferentz would be better than Greg Davis. Oof. Mm. This one's a real plot twist. Uh, Gummy vitamins would make you significantly healthier. Yeah. (laughs) Specifically the Flintstone ones? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I think I took gummy vitamins up until about, like, two years ago. And I mean, let's I'm sure be real. They just tasted probably... delicious. Oh, yeah. They and were gummy bears. They, like, just made you feel good about yourself a little yeah. bit. I ate those things like fruit snacks. I kind of stopped taking them just because they're kind of expensive. You know, I had to cut it out of the budget. But um, And then my last honorable mention was that people, for the most part, are just generally good people. The more I've gotten older, people just... There's way more assholes out there. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yep, I'd and, like to think I'm not one of them. Um, kind of one of those a, a coming coming of age thing, sort of like that. Uh, when I was younger, I didn't really think that many people were doing cocaine, <laughs> but a lot more people are doing or are at least willing to do cocaine than you think. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. That kind of ties in with Luke's dare one from earlier as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Credit to me, a zero time cocaine trier, Luke Myers. Oh, man, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Also have a zero-time nose-blow guy. Want to oh. get the slopes? Um, hey, I just wanted to point out, so I have a little four-leg parlay going on tonight in honor of NBA's first foolish slate of games. And I have your boy SGA over 25. He's at 27. Uh, Keegan is already at nine points, and it's still before halftime. So looking good, Keegan. I need him to get one more. I got him scoring 10. All right, you guys ready for my question that I thought about when I was thinking about my list today for the draft? Go for it. It's going to be it's going to sound stupid, but just think about it. Oh boy. What came first? The measurement of foot or the body part? It's the body part. The body I actually part. know the answer to yeah, this. Yeah, I feel like, God, I feel like we just talked about this, actually. Yeah, it was based off of the size of the King of England's foot at, like, a certain point in history, and then they just named the measurement unit the foot. Can you imagine being that guy? <laughs> <laughs> that is actually a pretty interesting fact. I can't believe you didn't research that at all before just bringing that on. I mean, I wouldn't have known it if it wasn't I thought you. you guys would have thought it was a stupid question. No. We, I swear to God, we just had this conversation like a month ago. Could be. I don't know. We've definitely talked about it. So they they didn't, they didn't, just didn't have a name for the foot back then? I don't think that they had what? standard measurement like, units. And yeah, this was the, like, the creation of the foot. Yeah. It's kind of like they meant, like, I don't know, like horse heads or something like that. It's like another unit of measurement. Yeah, it was just like a way to have a standardized unit of measure. And what better object to base it off of than your foot? Thank thank God it's not... Dicks? Dicks, because that can be pretty demoralizing. You have to do a lot of big numbers. <laughs> All right. We got anything else? No, not really. Uh, let's enjoy this bye week because we don't have to torture ourselves with a football game on Saturday. Well, actually, the next two weeks are looking up for us at least because... We got the bye week, and then we're going to be hitting the road for Wrigleyville. Yeah. So you can only have so bad of a time in Wrigleyville. Even if the Hawks get – even if they lose that day, oh, yeah, I, that I, weekend's going to be a W for us. Yeah. So, for Plus sure. the basketball team start in like 10 days. So Yeah. We should probably do a little basketball preview next week. Yeah, we could probably swing that next week. Probably should have done it this week since we didn't have any upcoming game to talk about. Well, but, but we had the Minnesota game to talk about. Bas- next week's perfect because then it gives us just like a, a clean slate for a basketball preview. Let's just a fun, quick game before we look at the Rutgers game next week. Can you name a Rutgers player? I think I cannot. you mean Northwestern. No, no, no. Rutgers. Oh, well, oh. I, I was. Yeah. You Can you name a Northwestern week, so. player also? Ray Rice. No, I mean currently. Um, oh, Wemby made a three, his first points in the NBA. Um, you know, don't I, they have Bowser? Uh, Bowser? Isaiah Bowser? Yeah. <laughs> Is he still there? No idea. No, I don't think so. 
Um, he can't be. What about... Uh, I know nothing about Luke, either Luke of these teams Simeon. coming up. What, Luke? I know nothing about either of these teams coming up. Um, rightfully so, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Pat Fitzgerald. He's not even there. I know. <laughs> How about um, Mike Greenberg? Michael Wilbon. Darren Ravel. It is crazy how all these guys actually went to Northwestern, isn't it? Yeah. Boy, I can't wait to do that fucking famous <laughs> alumni. Well, it's a journalism school, Joey. Yeah, I know, but I, those guys are fucking legends. All right. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. Uh, we get a bye. We get some mercy this week so we don't have to watch that struggle fest. Uh, thanks for listening. Enjoy the bye week. You can follow the show on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just search Hawkeye Tailgate Report there. You can subscribe to the sh- or follow us on Twitter at HTR underscore pod. Mine is Myers underscore Luke. Joey's is Joe Mama 2196 And Austin's is Myers Austin. Thanks for listening, everybody. And as always, go Hawks. And fuck Nebraska.